Good morning. Good Pentecost Sunday to you. Uh, just a note down in the chat bar, we have the um, the form for morning prayer for Pentecost. And I think you can just click on that if you don't have it already. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son unto your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord filleth the world. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Together, Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 145 is found is uh, on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name for ever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name for ever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts. And I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering, and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power that thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. The kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. 
thou openest thine hand and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 28th verse of the second chapter of the book of Joel. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Echidus. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day, you shall say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention of his name, that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, 
that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit the, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Dignus Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who as at this time didst teach the hearts of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, 
in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. I opened up and said good Pentecost morning to you. And today we're celebrating something that happened in history. And when we celebrate something that happened in history, I think it's important to remember why we celebrate what happens in history. And I think the key word here for us as Christians and throughout history for God's people is the word remember. And you might remember that when we studied the Exodus and um, God said at the Exodus, teach your children, never forget each year at this time. And the point was to remember who God is. So that's that's our first point is to remember. In the, the prophet Joel wrote that um, the promise of God that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh. And I think it's important maybe just to realize, and I struggled with this a little yes yesterday when I was reading this, because all flesh does not mean everyone on the world. It means all of God's people, so all believers. And I think Paul will back that up when we, we get to that in a little bit. But it's among the remnant who the Lord calls, as, as the prophet wrote. So the other important thing about this promise is it's, a, it's part of God's promise to fulfill all of his covenants, which includes the covenant with Noah, Abraham, David, and the new covenant. So that's another thing we remember about God is his faithfulness and um, his um, trustworthiness that we can trust that whatever God says, that's, that's what's going to happen. So the second thing to remember is that we live in the kingdom that is while we wait for the kingdom to come. And, and that means we live in the um, presence of God in the present time, but we're also in this kingdom that is, is being fulfilled and like our bodies, the, um, the earth is passing away and there will be a new, a new earth, new bodies, and we will live with Jesus. And we're waiting for that. But in the meantime, we have this down payment. Um, Paul called it an earnest, which is like a, an engagement ring. So the Holy Spirit is like an engagement ring we, we wear around. We know that, that God is, is, has given us a promise and lives with us in the moment. Uh, one more thing to remember, I think, on the, the kind of related to that is in, in Jewish, in the Old Covenant, God was in the temple, and people went to God in the temple. And as Paul said, in the New Covenant, we are the temple. And so we are able to boldly approach God. And so in Romans, in the passage this morning, Paul moves from demonstrating the doctrine of justification, uh, which is um, God declaring a sinner righteous, and he's demonstrating the practical ramifications or how we live, how the justified live, those who are justified by faith. And specifically, he discusses the, the doctrine of sanctification in which God produces actual righteousness in the believer. And of course, that's through the, the spirit. And the Hebrew word uh, for sanctification means set aside and or separate. So we separate ourselves. Uh, I like the idea that we're um, of this world, but not, no, we're in this world, but not of the world. We're, we're living in a kingdom. So uh, in a detailed explanation, <clears throat> excuse me, 
what Paul talks about in Romans in this passage is living in the Spirit. And it's only mentioned a few times in the first seven chapters of Romans, but um, it's referred to 20 times in this chapter. So what we find for, about the Spirit of God, it frees us from sin and death. And I can't imagine anything bigger than that. That's a huge thing. It enables us to fulfill God's law, and it changes our nature. And I think I mentioned last night that part of the changing of our nature is not instantaneous. It's we put to, we put to death the nature of sin, and we put on um, we put on Jesus as we grow, and we grow through our prayer. Uh, the Spirit grants us strength for victory over our unredeemed flesh. I guess I just mentioned that. Um, it confirms our adoption as God's children. And uh, last night in the passage was about adoption, and Roman adoption is all, all children equally, and Jewish adoption was all children benefit, but the, um, the oldest child gets, gets the main thing. And so as, as we look at the adoption, our elder brother Jesus, his, his inheritance for, for um, his faithfulness is, is the glory and honor and power. And our our uh, part of the inheritance is eternal life and and the presence of God in our life. So again, the um, the Spirit guarantees us our ultimate glory. We find that in the passage. And just a note about walking in the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit in the present. And so I'm just talking to somebody this week who is totally afraid of dying. And um, I'm reminded of Corey Tenboom and when she asked her dad about dying. And he said, we're getting on a train. And he says, when do I give you the ticket? And she goes, just before I get on the train. He goes, you don't have to live in fear of death because when the time comes, you'll get the ticket. And so we live without anxiety. We live knowing that God is with us at this very, very moment. So if that's not happening, that's something we need to practice in our lives. And that's how we put to death anxiety and fear. And uh, we live in faith in Jesus. And I just want to conclude um, my remarks by just reminding us what we're asking for in today's collect, beautiful collect. It says, grant us by the same spirit, and here it comes, to have right judgment in all things. And the second part is evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. So we judge right and we rejoice rather than living in fear. Because today is Sunday and we're going to be moving into communion, um, we'll end with um, a prayer for Sunday morning. And then um, we'll look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the communion service. And um, if you're not able to make it, of course, at 9 o'clock, it's online. Well, God, who make us as glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, thou safe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris, for co-leading with me. Everybody have a great Pentecost Sunday. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye.